sometimes somebody leaving wasn't a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people, when they think about when you're younger and like, oh, I got my heart broken, is like, this person left you, but this person it wasn't meant to be in your life. Another episode of Millennials in Ministry. I'm your host, Aaron V. Lashley, and today I'm privileged to have on the show Hafiz from the Roommates podcast. Um, him and his really good friend Chris host that podcast, and they've been doing a phenomenal job. They've interviewed dozens of celebrities, business owners, and creatives, and they've also been featured on the OWN Network as well as Houston Chronicle. So, Hafiz, it's great to have you on the show, and thanks for being with us. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now, I got to start off the interview by letting you know why I wanted to have you on the show. Okay. So the first time I saw you, I saw you on Gary V's podcast and I saw okay. you and Chris on there and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Like two young black dudes, like on Gary V. I love Gary V. Like, this is yeah. really cool. This is really interesting. So I started following you guys' channel. And then I recently saw you interview Dana and Donnell and I'm huge yeah. fans of theirs. And I, I'll tell you this, like, I applaud you for the way that you finessed that conversation because the way you interviewed them, you know, Dana, she doesn't, she doesn't, you know, she does, she, she's like, get away with the crap stuff. Let's just get to, down to business. You know, I got businesses to run. Yeah. At the start of the conversation, she was like, let's get through this. But by the end, she was not only dropping nuggets, but she was receiving from you and yeah. the contribution you were making to the conversation. So I was yeah. just in awe of that. So I really appreciate and admire your skill and your craft as an interviewer. So it really is a privilege for me to have you. So thank oh, you. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, in light of everything that's happening in culture, um, unfortunately with Kobe recently passing yesterday and uh, you being a young black man in America, I know you're a Nigerian American as well, but I just want to get your thoughts initially on um, his passing and just the value of life and what you would say to other people um, who may be grieving his loss right now. Yeah, well, it's it's really unfortunate, you know, um, yeah. just what happened. I think the the thing about life is that there it's, it seems as though the rule books to um, how things are supposed to be played out aren't clear for us all. So mm -hmm. unfortunately, the rain falls on the just and the unjust, you know, the good and the bad, you know, the yeah. heroes and the villains. So extremely unfortunate what happened um i just think that one of the biggest things that just the situation has taught or reminded us is to value every single moment um mm -hmm. whenever we wake up a lot of us don't know um in regards to just just the, the value of life until sadly it's lost so i just think it just it helps us remember to to really cherish every minute um whenever yeah. we experience it and to really you know, live life deeply because um, tomorrow isn't promised for anybody. Yeah. I thought it was so interesting because truthfully, I'm not a huge sports fan um, and I didn't follow Kobe's life like some of my friends have, but I didn't realize the impact he'd made on some of my closest friends. Mm -hmm. Like he truly was a father figure to some of them that didn't have a father, mm -hmm. you know, and um, it really makes me think about too, like when we pass – 
the impact that we are making on the people around us, you know, and literally Kobe's passing, I feel like is changing the emotional state of our nation without me even realizing like, wow, he really has made a huge impact. So it definitely encourages me to want to, like you said, cherish those moments and, you know, talk to those people that may just need some type of encouraging word. Cause all over Instagram, now you're seeing all these people. Oh, I had this one moment with Kobe or I had this one time that he, you know, didn't, shun me away when I wanted a picture and those little moments go a long way, you know, when it comes to impact. So yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Um, but Hafiz, like, I also know that you are an avid reader and mm -hmm. you love books yeah. and you love uh, to learn. And I, even with the Patreon, I'm a recent Patreon supporter and I love what you guys are doing there. And once a month you have the book club, but I want to ask you for you, mm -hmm. um, what are three of your best lessons from some of your favorite books? Um, that's a good question. I think the one of the first lessons that really come to my mind comes from Gary Vee's Crush It, his first mm -hmm. book. And in Crush It, it just talks about the opportunities of the modern era and the importance of taking advantage of it mm -hmm. and going after what you love and value the most in life. Because... I mean, a lot of people have dreams, but I just think a lot of people aren't going after it, myself included. And mm -hmm. so I just think that book really helped remind me of the importance of really grinding. And just when you want something big, it's going to take a lot of big work. So that Gary Vee book was exceptional. Yeah. Another book, though, another lesson I felt like was a really good lesson was um, there's this book called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And it just talks about just experiencing peace in life. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's important. I think a lot of people, they chase things, but they're not at peace. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, the things we want in life, we think is going to bring us peace, but a lot of times it doesn't. Um, so I feel like that's one of the big things as well. And another lesson, I've, I've been recently reading a book called No More Mr. Nice Guy, and the, it's a really mm -hmm. exceptional book, and it's going to be uh, something I'm talking about in the future, but the book is just really about helping men realize the importance of, you know, establishing themselves, um, you know, yeah. having a backbone, having purpose, and, um, you know, walking in confidence. So those are, those are some things as well, like, that I, I'm really focusing on this season of my life is walking in confidence um, yeah. and to, you know, go after what I want in life and not to be passive. Now, would you say that book, Crush It, uh, or Crushing It by Gary Vee, did that inspire you and Chris to start the podcast, or what is the story of starting No, it? No, well, it's funny because Gary talked a lot of shit about how much, um, you know, like, we benefited from him, but, and, and we did. I'm not going to act like we didn't, but I don't think he understood while he was in his dad's liquor store, we were, I was grinding, you mm -hmm. know, I, um, so long story it started off when I was a kid and I used to write a lot and, um, I wanted to write for my church and mm -hmm. it's a funny story. Like they wouldn't let me write for them. They wouldn't let me write on their blog or anything like that. So oh, yeah. I started my own website. And I built it up, and it got really popular. And then I started realizing, I was like, man, this website was dope, but people don't read. <laughs> like, people, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of the homies wouldn't read. And 
So I was like, man, why don't I do videos? But at that time, like in the early 10s, like the videos were, it took a lot of money and it took a lot of work to make. So it was yeah. hard to make videos on a consistent basis. And so my next thing was like, man, I would love to do a podcast. And I had a bunch of friends who I wanted to do a podcast with. And I knew somebody who started one in like 2012. Mm -hmm. But then what ended up happening was my friends weren't fully on board with the podcast. And so I shelved the idea um, until I moved to Houston, got connected with those guys. And I was yeah. like, man, I would love to just had more resources. I was like, yo, let's, I want to make this happen. So I decided to make it happen. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So what have you guys found? I know, you know, you've been through several seasons now of podcasting mm -hmm. for other podcasters out there, myself included, you guys are now shifting, like really wanting to make this podcast profitable. Like what would you, be your advice for that? Like, how do you move from, Hey, I'm just podcasting just a podcast to I'm making, making this an actual business. Let me be a hundred percent honest with people. In my opinion, don't do it. This mm -hmm. is, this is going to be very interesting. Yeah. My opinion is that if you really if you really analyze some of the top podcasts, besides maybe I think there's a single girls podcast, Jordan Harbinger, and a few select others, there's not many podcasts that are profitable and were mm -hmm. started by people who just did podcasts. Mm -hmm. Most of the profitable podcasts or popular podcasts either have a big name, you know, the serial yeah. NPR brands, or or the murder mystery ones from the big brands or their yeah. people with already a name started a podcast like a Charlemagne, mm -hmm. like a Joe Rogan, like a yeah. Joe Budden. So they really had a name, already had an audience and transitioned into podcast. So if you're just wanting to do a podcast alone from ground zero, my and to make money, my advice is that's a, that that's a wrong way of going about it. Mm -hmm. And there's three reasons why. Reason number one, to build a podcast audience People have to listen to your podcast, right? Yeah. And the challenge with people listening to your podcast that most people are going to find is that if your podcast is anywhere between 40 minutes to an hour long, let's, let's even go short. Let's go 30 minutes to an hour long. If yeah. your podcast is anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour long, how many people are going to listen to a complete stranger for 30 minutes to an hour? Uh-huh. That's the challenge. Right. And so what ends up happening is, discoverability of podcasts are really hard because there's nowhere you can go to just find new podcasts. Like if you yeah. think about like Instagram has explore page, YouTube has its homepage and its next video page. Podcasts don't have that as much. Go on Apple, go on Spotify, usually just the big ones. It's not giving you a lot of new stuff. And even the new stuff are like celebrity new. You know what I mean? Like it's like, oh, yeah. And you know, Angela Rice had a new podcast. It's not, it's not really new. Like, give me some mm -hmm. no name people. And right. so, so for me, I think it's really important for creators to now, when they see that, um, realize that to get people to invest in them, it's just, it's gonna, it's harder via long content. And mm -hmm. so, my third reason is that podcasts may not show enough of yourself. So mm -hmm. another thing that happens is the most successful pod to, to really grow a podcast from ground zero. Most of the time they're interview shows mm -hmm. and that's the main way most podcasts grow. The problem with being an interview show is, is like people 
come for the person and they occasionally stay for you. Right. So you can right. have episodes like we have of 200,000, 400,000, 100,000 views, but people came for Rebecca. People came for mm -hmm. Ben Shapiro. People came for yeah. Stefan. And occasionally they trickle to us, but most of the time they're only there for that individual. So you don't build enough of a brand where people just want to be fall in love with you. Yeah. And so to me, it's kind of like being ESPN versus being Skip Bayless. Mm. So like Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith, no matter their sports reporter, in case you're not familiar with them, but yeah, no matter yeah. where they no matter where they go, people are gonna check for them. People are, are obsessed with them. But yeah. being ESPN, yeah, people are gonna check for you, but the moment you leave the ESPN brand, people don't care for you anymore. Right. So, so that's what happens a lot with these interview shows. You have an interview show. Yeah, people are going to check for you because the brand name is there. But once the brand name is, is gone, it's just you, no one cares yeah. about you. So it's yeah. really important for you to build yourself up. And so those are my three reasons why <laughs> to not make money. How do you deal with that challenge? You know, like you're building a brand as well. How do you deal we're with that? We're changing everything. So we're, we're mm -hmm. talking more about it on Patreon, but we're actually revamping everything. Mm -hmm. Like literally rebuilding the whole entire ship. Wow. Um, because I, I, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. A lot of things that come into my mind. A lot of sacrifices I know I took. And for me, I'm I'm really obsessed with people who have similar stories to me. Yeah. I'm really obsessed with because I don't I don't like to hear about the celebrities. I don't like to hear about the person making a million dollars a year. Like no, th those are anomalies. I want to know about the person making thirty five to yeah. forty thousand dollars a year. For five years straight. And so yeah. me and Chris are really like rebuilding everything, really challenging ourselves. And and so yes, yeah, so we're in we're we're in huge rebuild mode for the brand, for everything we're gonna do. And yeah. a lot a lot's gonna change. A lot's gonna change. Okay. But um but yeah, so that that's my big thing is like find ways to make people fall in love with you. And the hardest yeah. way for people to fall in love with you is to ask them to watch you for an hour when they have no idea who you are. Hmm. That's really good. And that gives me a lot to think about, too, because I, I do find that as well. Like a lot of people will come for the guest and then but a lot of them won't stay for me. So how do I give, give them opportunities to get to know me? You know what I mean? Yeah. And build that way. Um, but also, like, I'm personally trying to add in other elements where they can get to know me and add like segments where it's just me on the podcast, you know, where I'm adding value just as myself and putting mm -hmm even like seeing value in myself more and not just in the guests that I have on. So yeah. those are really good thoughts. I appreciate you sharing that. No problem. Um, yeah. Um, I also know that you and Chris on your podcast talk a lot about relationships. And I feel like truthfully, like as a listener, that's uh, one of your niches because I like the way you guys, you're very frank and very honest, like especially yeah. as a young man. Um, but I want to ask you this because um, I want to know, how do you encourage people um, that are dealing with heartbreak. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I ask this is because I know several people that have been in relationships, out of relationships, or maybe afraid because fear is that thing that keeps even myself from stepping into something because I don't want to get hurt or last time this ended this way, or he said this, but then he went with this girl, you know, like in general, I think fear stops a lot of people from moving forward in relationships. So what would be your encouragement to men and or women about dealing with heartbreak? Yeah, I think the first thing that you got to realize is ask yourself what 
is this heartbreak. Because in complete honesty, I talk about heartbreak, but I didn't, never really went through like heartbreak. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like in yeah. my personal opinion, like I know, I know of a woman whose husband, who she loved dearly, passed away in his vehicle due to a allergy attack and left her as a widow with their three children, one that was recently born like four months ago. Wow. That's heartbreak. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. so I don't ever want to, um, I don't want to label somebody's pain as lesser than because, yeah. you know, a, a, a paper cut to one person may be the most devastating cut in the world versus a stab to another. But, but the reason why I said that is because sometimes somebody leaving wasn't a bad thing. Mm. And so a lot of people, when they think about when you're younger and like, oh, I got my heart broken, is like, this person left you, but this person is, wasn't meant to be in your life. Mm. You know, this person's not a good fit for you. Yeah. And you're hurt. And I, I, I want people to sit in their emotions and sit in their, in their pain because it's necessary and needed. Yeah. Um, when you're hurting to be able to really process it but you got to realize that that was a good thing that happened because mm -hmm. dating in my personal opinion is getting to know somebody to see they fit your life for the rest of your life that's mm -hmm. the purpose of it it's not yeah. we're boyfriend girlfriend we're, so we're gonna last 70 years together no 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 in my personal opinion, is to get to know somebody. It's this, it's this discovery stage to see if this individual can be involved with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. Whether the answer is yes or no, it is a successful experience. Mm -hmm. So to me, there's really no failure, in my personal opinion, in yeah. dating. Like the idea of X, oh, we, we didn't work out. That, that's what dating is for. You're mm -hmm. figuring out if they work out. Sometimes it's yes, you know, sometimes it's no. And it being no is not an indictment on you being lesser than. Mm. Like in the world of sports, there's a lot of players who on the wrong team are not going to look like good players. It doesn't mean right. they're bad players. They just, the team doesn't fit them. So mm. sometimes you like, like a, a, a guy will be like, oh, you know, mean this girl didn't work out this girl's a ter terrible person i'm like no she's not a terrible person she's gonna fit you to somebody mm -hmm. else you know you not you being like oh i don't like her because she wants to travel all the time to another guy that's perfect you know so yeah. it's like to me it's like i said it's understanding why that happened and then when mm -hmm. you, and for a lot of people when they really sit down and they start to peel the onion ask themselves why they find out that that person leaving was actually the best thing possible because mm -hmm. there's two alternatives. First alternative is that you, you're with somebody who doesn't even love you. See, mm -hmm. That's my thing. It's like when someone wants to leave, I always want them to leave. I want them to be mm -hmm. happy. Like when you want to leave, oh, of course, you're free to go. But when people are mad at people for leaving, it's like you want them to stay with you, not love you. And like you don't want that miserable yeah. life. Um, right. and, so, and so for me, it's that. And like I said, the second thing is just like it's, it's for your best. You know, and so you just want to be with somebody who values you the way you value them. And if they don't, then it's, hey, it's yeah, part of life.
Yeah, no, that's a really good way of looking at it because, yeah. you know, it takes the pressure off you feeling like there's something wrong with you mm -hmm. and more so, like, we just have not the best fit for each other. I have a question yeah. for you. Do mm -hmm. you feel like you're a unique individual? Yeah, I do firmly believe that, yes. So do you feel like the way you think and the way you reason and the way you plan your goals in life are, like, pretty one of a kind, would you say, to an extent? Yeah. So a lot of people feel that way, right? They feel right. like, yo, I'm a very unique, one-of-a-kind individual. So my question is, if you are one-of-a-kind, how is it possible that most people fit your life? Mm. You know what I mean? Right. If I'm a, such a unique individual, my own unique journey, path, direction, goals, dreams, ambitions, how is it? Like, it's normal. Like, Rebecca Luna has an amazing video on this. But it's normal that you meet people and they don't fit your life. Mm. Like, it, unless you're just a, a, a cog in a machine, most people that you meet are not going to fit, and that's the normal response, mm. you know? And so, not like yeah. you said, not, not internalizing it is one of the best ways moving forward. That's good. Yeah. I'll snap to that. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, so, last question, Hafiz. This is something I like to ask all of my guests, but what is one piece of advice that you would give to other millennials who want to make an impact in their community? Man, <laughs> well, all, all I got is one. <laughs> well, you can say a couple, I guess. Uh, no, but one piece of advice is to know how much sacrifice it costs to make a change. Hmm. I think what's really awesome in today's world is this social justice, this heart for those less fortunate, for those desiring to make a change, like, so many people, I think that's so beautiful, but to really cause change to happen causes a lot of sacrifice, a lot of mm -hmm. hard work, a lot of dedication, a lot of tears, a lot of long nights. It just takes yeah. so much. And people, a lot of times, will start with these lofty goals and ambitions and the difficulties and the mundanity of life will wear them down. So to me, I advise everybody, understand the gravity of change and if you're mm -hmm. going to undertake it persevere persist and be mm -hmm. patient because mm -hmm. it's not easy it takes a long time and it change doesn't happen overnight yeah yeah that's great well hafiz thank you so much again for your time and being on the show it no means problem. a lot you know, really appreciate you and your friend, Chris, and what you guys are doing on the Roommates Podcast. We'll continue to cheer you guys on. And until next time, thank you so all much. Right, you take care, all right? Yeah. Have a good one. All right. Take care. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for watching the Millennials and Ministry YouTube channel. It means the world to me that you're here. Click subscribe so you can get notified the next time something new comes out or click that bell to get it sent straight to your email. Visit AaronBLashley.com for more info and thanks again for watching.